0: Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question. Which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Roshia. And I'm Hannah. And this week, we are covering The Help.
1: And I've titled this one, The Terrible Period, Awful Period. (laughs) Not because it's terrible and awful, but you'll understand why soon.
0: (laughs) All right, so the book was originally published February 10th, 2009, and it's written by Katherine Stockett. And the
1: movie came out in 2011. It's a DreamWorks Walt Disney Studios motion pictures film, so technically... It's a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's rated PG-13 in the drama category. Two hours and 26 minutes long. Directed by Tate Taylor and screenwritten by Tate Taylor and Catherine Stockett, who's the author of the, of the book. And they're actually childhood friends who grew up in Jackson, Mississippi together.
0: Oh, that's cool. OK, so the synopsis on IMDb, it says an aspiring author during the civil rights movement of the 1960s decides to write a book detailing the African-American maid's point of view on the white families for which they work and the hardships they go through on a daily basis. That's End it. of movie. End of movie. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> All right. So some fun facts about the book. Uh, the book was actually rejected 60 different times before it was finally published.
1: I don't know who I think after rejection five, I would have been done.
0: She was <laughs> determined to get this book, published. which probably isn't good. I'm sure that's probably what it takes. I mean, uh, yeah, I've heard horror stories of books taking forever to actually be made. So whatever it takes, I guess. Uh, so the book remained on the New York Times bestseller list for 103 weeks, six of which the book was at number one. That's crazy. That's like two years yeah. on the list. And six weeks at number one is pretty good, considering how many books come yeah, out all the no time. no kidding. The book also won the Goodreads Choice Award for Best Fiction in 2009. And then Stockett, the writer, actually wrote uh, a mini chapter after the book called Too Little Too Late, where she actually explains um, growing up in Jackson and having a maid of her own and kind of, her yeah, life. I
1: definitely didn't read that. No?
0: No. Yes. I, after it was like the end, I'm like, Ugh, I made it. I'm there done. wasn't too much into it. It was just kind of interesting to see her point of view of like growing up with Was she awful to her maid? I mean, no. But I don't think she would have written that even if she <laughs> well, was. I don't know. It, it was while she was growing up. So I think yeah. it was, you know, when she was younger. And then interestingly enough, there's a woman named Abeline Cooper, um, who was, the, was, was a housekeeper for Stockett's brother. And she actually sued Stockett for basically insinuating that Stockett used her name and likeness for the character of Abilene in the book. Yeah, I Um, probably would have done
1: that too. Yeah,
0: she sued her for $75,000 in damages, but a judge actually dismissed the case citing the the statute of of limitations. Um, So she actually ended up, you know, not having to deal with that. That's so crazy. But Stockett denies it. You know, I don't know how you her. can
1: deny it. That's not like a common name.
0: It's not, and I don't know. I mean, maybe she knew of an of Abilene, but she's stating that like the actual the yeah. information or her her actual you know story that's gotta be hard to not, prove too. Yeah, I, either way, she didn't win <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: So the movie got an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is good, you know, so which I agree it was it's an Academy Award winning film. Uh, They were nominated uh, in a bunch of different categories, um, taking home one Oscar for Best Supporting Actress by Octavia Spencer. So rightfully so this movie has gotten high ratings. In the box office, it grossed over or just about 170 million dollars and the budget was only about 25 million. So, That's pretty good. Pretty good. So the film actually was filmed in uh Greenwood, Mississippi. So, you know, they really wanted to make sure they got the scene right mm-hmm. or like, you know, the scenery. And actually everyone in that town helped out by taking props from their attics or in storage that they had to make sure that, you know, the scenes really were represented of that time period That's in cool. in that region, which I thought was cool. And even the producer of the film, uh, his grandmother's dress ended up in wardrobe.
0: Nice. So I, I thought like that
1: was neat. Uh, along the same lines, a lot of the chefs in that area actually made a lot of the food to make it seem, you know, often, authentic. Authentic? Authentic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> seem o- authentic. And they just really wanted to make sure that this film was done right, which I, I appreciate because I feel like there's a lot of times when... Sometimes, you know, directors and producers kind of miss the mark on mm-hmm. either the time period or the region. And I thought they nailed it. So helps it helps having people support them. They help. The, the, the help. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so in the movie, we actually see them dancing a couple different times. And they spent a whole day learning different ballroom uh, dances, uh, including like the bunny hop and everything to make sure that it looked like they knew what yeah. which is so funny because I remember my mom growing up like trying to teach us how to do some of those and like would do like the bunny hop and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, what are we gonna be teaching our kids someday? Like
0: the twerk.
1: stanky leg? The, the twerk. <laughs> like, oh the, my gosh, the walk dance. Oh gosh. <laughs> it was so awful. I'd rather do the bunny hop. <laughs> One other fun fact from the movie is that Katy Perry was supposed to have a small role in this film, but due to scheduling conflicts with her album Teenage Dream, she wasn't able to be in it. And I could totally see her in there.
0: Oh, 100%. She fits that time frame. So the cast of the movie, I loved them. I thought
1: they did a, an incredible job. Obviously, some of them were nominated for Academy Awards. Emma Stone plays the character of Skeeter Filan. Feelin, feelin, and I, thought, I love Emma Stone. She's originally from Scottsdale, Arizona, which we live in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you, you know, if you're in Scottsdale, you know, Emma, come be my friend. I don't think she lives here anymore. Well, she's got to come visit. I'm sure everyone sure. goes home at some point. Yeah. <laughs> she was in super bad La La Land, Easy E. Uh, the only EZA. thing, Easy, Easy, Eazy- e, not, <laughs> not the rapper. not the rapper. <laughs> wow okay <laughs> anyway she uh the only thing i had like, really against her was that she was supposed to have blonde hair in the book they talk about her being blonde uh in the film she kept her red hair which yeah.
0: that's fine it was, it was like a strawberry blonde yeah it's
1: fine but I, I loved her i thought she did a great job i did too it was a definite hit for me Abilene Clark, who is the main maid in the film that they follow, is played by Viola Davis. We know her very well from How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, she was in Fences, the movie uh, Windows,
0: and I I love her. She's a queen. She's such a great actress. And I feel like uh, she does, for the most part, do, you know, drama roles but she kills it every time
1: you know what i love about her especially in how to get away with murder she's not afraid to just strip down all the makeup Mm -hmm. her hair Mm -hmm. everything like she's beautiful either way but like she she looks very different between when she's made up and when she's not so to have an actress who's willing to just bear all that i mean applaud them yeah i agree so, again, nailed it, you know, Another for me. Uh, Hilly Holbrook, who is just basically the worst. <laughs> she's one of the white women in in this film who just is mean. Is played by Bryce Dallas Howard. She's in Jurassic World, uh, which I'm not a huge fan of her in Jurassic World, but I liked her in this, in this film. Haven't seen it. Uh, well, you should because <laughs> she's opposite Chris Pratt and he's the best. I love Chris Pratt. <laughs> uh and actually funny enough, she was pregnant during the filming of of this movie and I had no idea. Huh,
0: you can't you, can, tell.
1: you can't tell at all. That's cool. Uh her father is an award-winning uh director, Ron Howard, mm-hmm. for Beautiful Mind, Apollo 13 and he was Richie in Happy Days. So I love him. so she's got some good uh acting blood in oh, in her. Oh 100%. Minnie Jackson who is <laughs> the outspoken maid of the group, is played by Octavia Spencer. And like I said previously, she won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Well deserved. Rightfully so. She's in Hidden Figures. She was in the um, horror film Mom recently. Uh, and she actually is the one who provides her voice for the audiobook oh, of this. Cool. So she reads the whole thing, which nice. is cool. She's so great. I love her. I do too. I really <laughs> like
0: her voice too, which yeah. makes sense that she read the audiobook.
1: Uh, Cecilia Foote, uh, she is, she's one of the other white women in the movie. She's a little kooky crazy, but we love her. (laughs) She's one of my favorite characters in the whole, in this whole story is played by Jessica Chastain, chest, Chastain. (laughs) uh, she's in zero dark 30, uh, X-Men dark Phoenix and interstellar. Uh, her mom is a vegan chef. So naturally she grew up vegan and in order to gain weight for this film, which I was like she's super tiny in this Mm -hmm. film. So I can only imagine how skinny she is normally. Uh, but she said that she melted down ice soy ice cream and that's how she gained weight. That sounds gross. Also like, why do you have to melt it? Uh I guess just eat it quicker. (laughs)
0: I'm
1: not sure. sure. <laughs> uh the last the last character that I wanted to touch on is Mae Mobley. She is the little girl that Abilene takes care of throughout the movie. Um is actually p- played by twins, Emma and Eleanor Henry. And I just thought that was interesting that it was
0: twins. Yeah. Well Mary Kane Ashley actually. And
1: no guys, I didn't there's the only guy that I thought was worth anything was Stuart. I don't even know who what's the name of the guy who, play, who plays him. Nobody knows. <laughs> but he's super hot. Don't worry. I got, I got a little action for okay, good coming
0: up for you. All right. Time for our games. Uh, first up, we got who said it. I'm going to read you some quotes. You got to guess who said it. Ready? Yes. Okay. First one. So I said, Miss Walters. The world don't want to see your naked white behind any more than they want to see my black one. Now get in this house and put your underpants and some clothes on.
1: <laughs> that was mini and I'm so sad we did not get that 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 uh, I know that scene in the movie. Scenes, I know, but that would have <laughs>
0: been funny. That one would have been funny. Yeah. Speaking of outspoken, she says <laughs> what she wants. All right, next one. I love that baby and he loved me. And that's when I knew I was good at making children feel proud of themselves.
1: Abeline. Yes. She's the queen of the children. She's the motherly figure.
0: Alright, next one. I may not remember my name or what country I live in, but you and that pie is something I will never forget.
1: <laughs> I can't remember name, it, but it's Hilly's mom.
0: Yes, Mrs. Walter. Mrs. Walter. And they kind of expand upon that in the movie and make the scene even better in the yes. movie. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh-huh. Alright, last one. They say it's like true love, good help. You only get one in a lifetime. Ooh. Uh, Skeeter? Skeeter's mom. Uh, <laughs> I have <half> a point. <laughs> Technically, she was telling Skeeter, so uh, know, she was in the She was in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got F. Mary Kill. This is where I'm going to kind of give you a little love for the boys, I guess. Okay. So we're going to do two different ones. Okay. We're going to do an all-girls version and an all-boys version. Okay. So for the women, I've got Skeeter, Abelene, and Minnie.
1: Okay, well, I'm gonna marry Minnie because she uh, is like the best cook Fair. in in the town. So she's gonna keep me fed. I will uh, make Whoopi to Abilene. because <laughs> make Whoopi, huh? <laughs> I feel like it was good with the time period, totally, right? Yes. Um, I'm sure they said it back then. Yeah, because she probably you know takes charge. Yeah, you know. Uh, and then go ahead and just kill Skeeter because.
0: Why not? (laughs) That's fair. I will marry Abelene because she's a sweetheart. She is. She just seems like, you know, she'll take care of you. Um, I will make (laughs) whoopee. Make (laughs) whoopee. Make whoopee to Minnie because as much as she's a good cook, I also know that if I keep eating her food, I'll get super fat. So only like sometimes will I eat her. Um, And I will also kill Skeeter (laughs) because no one needs her. All right. Time for the boy version. So we've got Johnny Foot, who is Celia's husband. We've got Stuart, who you mentioned, who is Skeeter's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Raleigh Leafolt, who is Elizabeth's husband.
1: Okay, we're going to kill Raleigh because no one cares. No one cares. (laughs) Definitely make Whoopi to um, Stuart because he's super hot, but he kind of has a drinking problem. Mm, True. Mm -hmm. And then marry Johnny because he is the sweetest. Yeah,
0: I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. On all three of them? All three of those. Got it. (laughs) Got it.
1: (laughs) So let's get into the movie, The Terrible Awful.
0: <laughs> not Terrible or Awful. <laughs> or Awful.
1: <laughs> so the movie opens up, uh, not how it opens up in the book. Uh, it opens up with Skeeter interviewing Abilene, kind of about how it is to be a maid. And we know that you know, by reading the book that this skeeter is now interviewing these maids. And she starts to asking her, what does it feel like to raise someone else's baby while yours is at home? And it's like right off the bat, you're like,
0: right to the heart.
1: (laughs) Right to the heart. Like it's so sad to like think of. Mm -hmm. And then we get, you know, to see that Abelene is taking care of Mae Mobley, you know, who's not her kid, you know, but she still loves this baby. Like it's her own, you know, we get right off the bat her telling her you was kind, you was smart, you as important, which doesn't come to later on in the book, mm-hmm. but it's such an impactful moment that I'm glad we
0: got it right at the beginning. Yeah. They had to, I mean, it's such an iconic quote from the movie.
1: Yeah. And we also start to see the relationship that Mae Mobley's actual mom Uh, has with her, and it's just not good. She's very distant, very cold, and you really start to feel like the maids during this time frame really raised these kids and these kids saw them, you know, kind of as their parents. Uh, Cause you see Elizabeth starting to get ready for this dumb bridge club that, <laughs> that she has. And, and that's kind of where we start off. Um I did love the editing, editing of the movie because we do come back to this scene yes, later it's on. Like a flash forward. Exactly. Scene. So, and then we get a look into the town and kind of seeing how segregated it, it was, you know, this, the South in the sixties was, you know, not a fun place, Yeah, you know, a lot of racism, a lot of of segregation. And, and it's very apparent in the movie, like not only, you know, is there a lot of segregation, but a lot of people who may not think that way, you know, feel like they can't speak up Mm -hmm. because of it. You see that a lot, you know, with the white women in this, in this film, like there's some that strongly believe life should be segregated. And there's others that, are thinking that maybe this isn't right, but they're afraid to speak up. So I thought they did a great job of kind of showing that without really having to go too far into it. So we get to meet Skeeter and she is at an interview for the local newspaper. This kind of flash forwards a little bit. In the book, she had applied to all these jobs that she wasn't qualified for. (laughs) No, not at all qualified for. Basically, they told her like, you need some experience before you want to be the editor of the New York times or whatever. And (laughs) so she actually brings one of her rejection letters as a reference to the interview, which I thought was (laughs) funny. And I I love this scene because it shows you that, you know, Skeeter is a real kind of go getter and she doesn't care. Yeah. You
0: know, she's going to get to her goals. She, she, she chose to take that letter as optimistic and be like, well, as long as I get experience, then I should be able to get to where I want <laughs> exactly. to be, which is great. Everybody should have that mindset.
1: Exactly. And it, and it pays off for because she ends up getting the Miss uh, Myrna column, which is about housekeeping. Mm-hmm. She knows nothing about housekeeping, which is kind of <laughs> where this story all starts. So then the next scene we get is Miss Hilly and Minnie and Mrs. Walters, you know, uh, Hilly's mom, and you can, she is clearly losing it. Mm -hmm. She's, (laughs) she's not all there, but she's a firecracker, you know, to say the least. And this is actually a little bit different. So in the book, Minnie is Mrs. Walters, you know, maid Mm -hmm. and she, in her home, in In the movie, Mrs. Walters lives with Hilly and Minnie is their maid. Um, so I, I kind of liked it. It kind of just... It gave us a few
0: more scenes with the, the interaction between the three of them, which I like. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then it was just kind of like they were all there. You didn't have to get two separate scenes to yeah. take care of, of what they were trying to get across. The beauty of filmmaking. Exactly. So uh, the next scene we get is... The giant bridge club, which there's way more girls at this bridge club than, than in the book. I totally. feel like there was like f- four of them. There were. And it was very four. like, yeah, exclusive and no one could get in here. It was like the whole town. The whole is whole party. At- <laughs> um, also, do you know how to play bridge? Not a clue. No, wait. So we need to learn Mongjong. Yes. (laughs) Or you know how to play Mongjong. Sort of. The digital version. Okay, we put it on our list.
0: (laughs) Bridge is a card game, right? Yes. Okay. Mongjong is not. I'm usually pretty good with card games.
1: (laughs) Okay, we might have to Google it. And Minnie actually is there at the bridge club with Mrs. Walters and Hilly. This isn't in the book. Uh, so we actually get to see Minnie and Abilene interact for the very first time because bridge club is happening at Elizabeth's house where Abilene is a maid. Mm-hmm. So I love their relationship. You can definitely tell that, you know, they are friends. They've yeah. been friends for a long time and they're just sitting there, you know, talking crap about their white women. Yeah.
0: I like <laughs> that they incorporated that. It also seems really smart to do that because then they have more help to help them for Bridge right. Club. Because like, apparently lots of people come to Bridge Club. <laughs> exactly. And, <they're> really-
1: <laughs> and then Skeeter shows up and we find out that she just got back from college. And my favorite line of this scene is they're like, yeah, we never thought you were coming home. And she's like, yeah, it takes four years to get a degree. <laughs> and, and it makes it very apparent, like you know, for women getting a college degree during this time isn't
0: normal. Yeah. They went to school just to get husbands.
1: (laughs) Yes. And that, that comes up a couple times in the book and in the movie, she tells them that they got a job, that she got a job, uh, writing and they're all like, Oh, yay. (laughs) And this is where she actually asks if she can talk to Abelene and get some advice for the column. This happens way earlier in the movie than it does in the book. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen for a little bit in the book and there's a little bit more interaction, I think, between Elizabeth and Skeeter to actually kind of figure out if that's okay. Right, Because yeah. <laughs> she has to have approval of for all of this. Wow. Uh, and this is also where we first get notion of Constantine. Constantine was Skeeter's maid growing up, and when Skeeter got back from college, Constantine was gone, and she was told that she quit. Right. And Abilene, kind of, her ears perk up, and you've come to find out that there's more to this story than... Then and Skeeter knows. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then in the same scene, uh, Celia Foot is calling, and poor Celia, she just wants to be part of this giant bridge club, and they don't want her to be to be there. They don't like her. Sad. <laughs> we find out that she used to date Johnny, or she dates Johnny, who used to date Hilly. So it's just this female hating female what? for no reason. And she's they're new to town. They just moved back, so she wants. She really just wanted maybe a reference of to get some help, but they, they just ignore her the whole time. And it's just mean. And yeah, it's basically the sixties nice. version of mean girls. <laughs> <laughs> and then also and this, we get a lot in this scene. Uh, Hilly starts talking about the bathroom and she refuses to use, use Elizabeth's bathroom because she lets Abelene use the bathroom. Right. Uh, and she feels very strongly that there should be a bathroom just for the help outside. Mm-hmm. And she's calling it the Home Health Sanitation Initiative.
0: <laughs> which, a very nice name for an awful thing. Yes.
1: And it comes into play a little bit later. Uh, and like what I was saying before, you get the, you know, you get the idea that Skeeter doesn't agree with Hilly. Mm-hmm. She kind of talks back to her a little bit about it. Um, and all the women are like. I can't believe she just talked back to Hilly. So,
0: <laughs> Right, because you know, nobody talks back to Hilly. Right,
1: so there's a little bit of oppression coming on with yeah. the women
0: not feeling they can actually speak their voice. Yeah. Something to note about the Celia call, too. Um, she asks Abelene, like, do you know of anybody? It's a little different from in the book. In the book, at this point, Minnie has already lost her job at mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Walter's house, so she actually suggests Abelene, or she suggests Minnie, um, but in the movie, She's still technically employed. So she just tells Celia, I'm sorry, I don't know of anybody right now. Yeah. So it's a little different.
1: And then Skeeter, you know, starts asking Abelene about the, she t- right then and there, she starts asking about, you know, ring around the collar, you know, <laughs> she needs. But then at the same time, she starts asking her, asking her about Constantine. And we find out that Abelene knew Constantine and that there's more to that story. Yeah. So Skeeter's back at home now, and we get to meet her mom and all of her mom's wigs. <laughs> her mom is so great in this movie. Uh, we find out that she's sick. Uh, She mentions that she has cancerous ulcers, which we find out way later in the book, you know, kind of the last couple chapters, really. They know that she's sick the whole time, but it's very from the very beginning of the movie. We know she's sick. We know she has cancer. Yeah, And the
0: book, she progressively gets worse as the book goes on.
1: And we see her mom just pressuring her into getting married and making sure she looks right. And it's like her mom's like dying wish that she gets (laughs) married, which I think that's our mom's.
0: yeah dying mom, wish too my mom finally she has stopped pressuring me because I just I'm like just stop like it'll happen when it happens <laughs> that's
1: what I keep telling you too <laughs> but also Rocha's single if anyone knows any nice single men <laughs> moving on. Uh, and her mom actually asked her like are you having unbalanced thoughts and referring to like do you find men attractive? Like, do you think you might be a lesbian? Because during that time, again, an unspeakable thing. Yes. So, but she definitely tells, she tells her mom, I, I'm very much attracted to men. So I love, I'm glad they kept that in because they keep dropping little hints throughout the movie about how, you know, culture and society were during that yeah. time
0: sorry that she has ambition right (laughs) (laughs)
1: her brother and her brother carlton ends up coming home and bringing like his little perfect girlfriend home and and skeeter's so funny because she's just at the dinner table making these like shock comments just to get a reaction out of people (laughs) and like the girlfriend is just like who is this girl like i'm sure that was probably me at one point when i was single and my brother brought his girlfriend home (laughs) and he's probably like don't pay attention to her like
0: she's cuckoo
1: (laughs) she's Crazy, (laughs) and we actually get a little starting to get a little bit more backstory about Constantine because she Skeeter brings it up at dinner, and her mom says, you know, that she ended up firing her and that it was a colored thing. We still don't know the whole story, but it's coming to light a little bit more. And we get a flashback of Constantine and Skeeter when Skeeter was in high school. And what I thought was a really cute moment in that scene, we see Constantine put her thumb in Skeeter's hand and they don't explain it in the movie. But in the book, we know that that was something that Constantine always did did for her when she wanted her to know that she was serious and that she really meant what she was saying. Mm -hmm. So Miss Stein comes into the next scene and Miss Stein is the editor-in-chief of the New York Something. newspaper <laughs> the paper that that Skeeter really wants to work for. Mm. Skeeter tells her that she wants to write a book from the viewpoint of the help, which is quite a bit different than not quite a bit, but it's different than it was in the book. In the book, she only gets this idea after Abelene tells her that her son, was thinking about writing a book from you know a young black man's mm-hmm. perspective during that time, and we know that Abigail's son has passed away, and Skeeter decides to you know put her own spin on it. Here, it's just this Skeeter's idea. Yeah.
0: It's like she just magically came up with the idea. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I thought that was kind of a bummer that they didn't kind of do some sort of nod to, yeah. to that in the movie, but. Um, they didn't. <laughs> uh, and she actually lies to Miss Stein during this scene, telling her that she has all these maids lined up when we all know what, very well that she hasn't even asked Abilene at right. this point to talk. So, and I thought, what I thought was funny they kept is Miss Stein tells her later in the book, like you're 23 years old, like go, get an apartment
0: like <laughs> yeah. don't why are you living Move out, of, out of your parents house <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I like the relationship in the movie of Miss Stein and Skeeter because it's not as harsh as it is in the book right. it's a little little bit softer yeah. <laughs> so we see Skeeter now talking to Abelene about the article and Hilly shows up to talk about that damn bathroom and we see that, you know, she's forcing Elizabeth basically to get this bathroom for yeah. Abelene in the she, back. She, like, brings
0: some guy to, like, install it. Right. She's so <laughs> she's the like, worst. like, here you go. Here's she, my present to you.
1: She is the worst. And, you know, this point, this is where Skeeter asks Abelene to interview her about what it's like to be the help. Mm-hmm. And you can tell right off the bat that Abelene's like... I don't know, like this seems very risky. You know, Elizabeth walks in at that moment and she can kind of tell that something's off a little bit. And Elizabeth tells Skeeter that she can't interview her anymore about the cleaning. I felt like in the book we got so much interview about the cleaning. Yeah.
0: And here they cut it off real quick. Yeah, they had quite a few interactions, like different meetings about that in the book. Whereas this one, it was like literally within the first five minutes of the We talking. missed all the great
1: cleaning tips. Okay. <laughs> <Dang. laughs> Which really isn't the point of the book or the of the story. So yeah. I understand why they probably cut a lot of that out. But <laughs> so we get to see Hilly and Minnie and Mrs. Walters is in this scene as well. And she's making Minnie use the bathroom out in the storm. Because there's this giant storm that's rolling through. Minnie has to go to the bathroom and... Mrs. Walters, her mom's like, "Just let her use the bathroom upstairs. Yeah. Like it's fine." And and Hilly's not having it. So we see Minnie going up to the bathroom, and before she even goes, Hilly is like, "What are you doing?" is on the other it's side like of the door, the door banging on the door. <laughs> and Minnie in all her greatness doesn't use the bathroom, but makes it sound like she did. <laughs> Just to piss Hilly off. And that's when she fires her. Mm -hmm. So this scene does not happen in the book, but I loved it and I'm glad we got it in the movie. Uh, But this is what you were talking about. So uh, Hilly does end up firing Minnie and this was the reason why. Yeah, And then... More bathroom talk. The next scene we get is Abilene using the bathroom outside at Elizabeth's. <laughs> and it's hot and it looks gross. Yeah. It's like a porta potty in their garage. It's awful. She comes out of the bathroom and Mae Mobley's there and she Mae Mobley tells her. Abling you're my real mama, and like in the book, when she says this, Abling's like, "No, <laughs> like, no, I'm not. Don't no, let not her. Hear- <laughs> yeah, don't let her hear." And and you know, I nanny for so long, and you do get really close to these children. And for the young ones, I'm sure there's some sort of confusion oh, sometimes. Especially like I was, I nanny for kids. That I would wake up in the morning,
0: yeah,
1: you know. So, um but in the movie, A- Abling just kind of goes with it. Yeah. <laughs> so which. I kind of (laughs) liked.
0: Something to note about her bathroom, too. Um, We we didn't really touch on this in the beginning, but in the book, Abilene is trying to teach Mae Mobley how to use the bathroom, how to, uh, you know, be potty trained, and... When she's having this struggle, she's trying to basically show her how she would do it, but she doesn't know, should I use the bathroom in this house to teach her where she's supposed to go, or do I use my bathroom outside to tell her, you know, this is where I go or whatever. So in the book, she actually ends up taking her to the bathroom outside, which confuses Mabel to think, oh, well, this is where I'm supposed to go, too. So that was interesting that they didn't really uh, touch on that. In the movie, it's really just a scene of her you know, offering her two cookies to go into the bathroom yeah. in, in the house. So I thought that was interesting. also they give me that two off.
1: cookies and I'll do whatever you yeah,
0: want. Basically.
1: <laughs> but yeah, these poor children are just so confused. Yeah. I'm sure all the time. So the next scene we get, which what I want to take a moment to say that this movie does a great job of putting a lot of scenes together that we didn't get in the book. We got told in the book that Mm -hmm. this happened, but we don't get to see it play out. And one of these has to do with the pie. And it starts off, Minnie gets off of the bus, which is basically like a maid school bus is what it seems like. And Minnie's holding a pie (laughs) and she's just like, I got something to do. And it's just like this little, like, you know, little Easter egg of like, okay, what's going to happen next with that that in in the back of your mind. (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) the next thing we get is Minnie calls Abelene and she's kind of panicking and she's like, I did something. I did the terrible awful. (laughs) And, and Abelene's like, what did you do? Like, you know, Hilly's telling everybody that you stole from her Mm -hmm. and no one's going to hire you because she's saying this. And, and Minnie's like, I didn't steal from her, but I did something worse. She can't get a job now. And all of a sudden her husband Leroy walks into the house and we don't see him, which is fine. Cause he's a dirtbag. Mm-hmm. And, but we find out that Minnie is being abused by him. Like right. he has this really bad temper, but I thought it was still very important that we saw that in the, in the movie, even though they didn't go into as much detail. Yeah. So the next thing we get is Abelene inside the church, um, that Minnie is, you know, in the chorus. <laughs> we didn't know she sang, but nope, uh, they just know. put her up there. And the, you know, at this point, Abelene, still is on the fence about, you know, should she be talking about this? Should she not? And the preacher talks about courage and that sometimes being courageous is putting yourself in harm's way to protect others, even your enemies. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of her aha moment. Yeah. She's like, you know, it's for the greater good if I do something like this. So, and I don't believe we got that in the book.
0: Mm, No, I don't think so.
1: So I like that they added this because it kind of it almost is like a little bit of a turning point in the book or in the movie, which I think all good movies kind of have that one point where everything kind of turns a different way. So the next thing we get is Skeeter at Abelene's house. And because now we know that Abelene has agreed to doing this interview and Abline's so cute. She's like shaking. She's like, I've never had a white person in my house before. And you know, Skeeter's just basically there in the book. We actually get like this whole scene of Skeeter, like parking way down the street. She's mm-hmm. sneaking in the back door and we don't really get a whole lot of that in the, in the movie at all. Really. no. There's
0: like a slight mention of, you know, did you park down two blocks down, but they don't actually show any of it,
1: which I wish they would have. Cause it kind of, it would have driven home the fact of like, this, this, is is, serious. this is serious. Yeah. And like if Skeeter gets caught there, it can be trouble for all of them. Right. This is what I was talking about with the editing. So right now is where the opening scene picks back up. Mm-hmm. So now we're back at that interview when she starts talking to her about how it is to raise someone else's kid while your kid is at home. You can see that Abelene is not comfortable, which we got that feeling in the book as well you know, she says that she wants to just, instead of her asking her questions, like, would it be okay if she just wrote her stories down Mm -hmm. in the book? This is like the second or third meeting where this happens. And then Abling then goes off and writes her stories. Well, in the, in the movie, Right off the bat, the first meeting, Aveline already has her stories yeah. written down. She's ready to go.
0: <laughs> she was already prepared. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, for the sake of time, I understand why they yeah. did it. But I, I love that they did keep that in there that she wrote her stories and didn't just tell them right. to her. She really just starts reading Skeeter, or she starts reading Skeeter the stories and, you know, just opening up to her. But we know that Skeeter still needs more mates. Avelines are not going to be yeah. enough.
0: One, one story is not going to cut it for an entire book.
1: So, Yule May has been hired as Minnie's replacement uh, for Miss at Miss, Miss Hilly's house. She a- She's asking Miss Hilly in this scene about if she can have an advance on her pay because she has two twin boys. They have enough to send one of them to college, but they need a little bit more. This is one of those things I was talking about. They don't play out this scene in the book. We know that it happens, mm-hmm. but I love that they brought this to life in the movie because it makes Hilly even like the wor- more, yeah. the worst. And Hilly basically says no. And that she'll thank her later because even if she gives her an advance, you know, it's not her working for free. It's
0: she's paying a debt and right. she's just
1: the freaking
0: worst. Yeah. man. I did find it interesting how, um, she, I think you may says there are about $75 short for the tuition. I think to myself, wow, what a difference from today. Cause $75, would not be the make or break on whether or not you got to go to college. My <laughs> monthly payment for college is not $75.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of months to go. <laughs> the times have changed. For I sure. know, right? The next scene we get is Minnie going up to Celia's house. We find, you know, we find out that Abeline basically was like, here's this crazy woman. Go,
0: <laughs> go work for her. If she's willing to take you, go for yeah, it. Yeah, because Minnie can't
1: find a job anywhere. Right, And... <laughs> I love this whole scene. Celia is a mess. She's everywhere. You know, she is freaking flower everywhere. She's a, she's a disaster. You know, then she starts wondering, like, this house is, hu-, Minnie starts thinking, this house is huge. You have no kids. And this is where Celia actually tells her, you know, I'm pregnant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and that's not in the book. We don't, she's not right. pregnant right when she you know, right when she t- hires her.
0: She doesn't know that she's pregnant. Correct.
1: Yeah. She so that's very true. Yeah. Uh, but we find out that her husband doesn't know that she's hiring someone. Like, she doesn't want her husband to know that someone else is cleaning and cooking. She wants him to think that she's got it taken yes. care of. She
0: has something to prove. <laughs> right.
1: Because, you know, back in those days, it's like, that's what women were supposed to do. Cooking, and cleaning, and yeah. be in the household. So, which... You know, it's not the case anymore. Thank goodness. (laughs) And they don't talk about the pay like they do in the book. In the movie, they just... She just says, like, I'll pay you whatever. Mm -hmm. And in the book, we find out that she's paying her way more than... The, some of these other women are making who are taking care of you know two or three children right. at a time because Celia
0: doesn't know any better but it works no. to Minnie's
1: benefit exactly and she doesn't she doesn't talk to the other women so she has no idea about the rumors going right. on so um, she's my favorite character in all <laughs> she's of this great. I love her so much another
0: thing they don't really touch on in the movie um, is the fact that they have this they, they create this hard and fast deadline of when Celia needs to tell her husband right about Minnie because Minnie is afraid if you know if this guy comes home and he sees some random black woman in his house, he's gonna freak out and possibly, you know, shoot her. Shoot her. React. You know. So they don't really mention it. I think he, she asks her briefly in the movie, like, when are you gonna tell mm-hmm. him? And they kind of. Yeah, it's it. like
1: in the book. It's like every time she sees her, she's like, "All right, thirteen days. Yeah, she has seven more days." <laughs> the next thing we get is at the league meeting, which I, I guess I don't know, is another one of their bridge club type gathering type yeah, things. they have nothing else to do, so <laughs> they just keep meeting. <laughs> and Hilly brings up the fact that she wants Skeeter to put in her bathroom initiative into the newsletter. But there's a lot more of this in, in the book. Like, she ends up asking Skeeter, like, for months to put it in there. Here, it's like she just asks, and then Skeeter quote unquote, puts it in. (laughs) And so, um, but it's an important part because there's a a bigger scene that comes later in the movie. The next scene from that league meeting is there at a diner. And I don't believe this is in the book.
0: There is a diner scene, but it comes a little bit later in the book and it's not even in regards to what's going on in this specific scene. And the important part of this scene really
1: is you get to see Skeeter interact with um, the black waiter. Mm -hmm. And she's just nice and cordial and you kind of see the other woman giving her like the weird eye for being so nice which is so awful this is the time when uh skeeter finds out that stewart the guy that hilly has been trying to hook her up with for so long is actually coming and is going to be at this date coming Mm -hmm. up the next part we get is we see yule may um who again is hilly's maid who was not given the advance, she's cleaning behind Hilly's couch and she finds this Ruby ring. And in the book, we find out that, you know, the ring was worth nothing. Hilly doesn't wear it. Mm-hmm. It ha- means nothing to her. We don't get that in the book. Some mu- or in the movie at all, really. Yeah. Um, which I wish we kind of would have. And, um, but we see you may put it in her pocket. Hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see Abelene, um, you know she's at Elizabeth's house. You know she wakes up Mae Mobley, finds out that she's been wet all night. She, you know no one takes care of her when she's not there. She said that she wasn't quite ready to talk about Elizabeth in her in her stories, mm-hmm. and then kind of after this, she's like, "Forget it, I
0: don't yeah, care." Like I'm this is put all the cards on the table.
1: And she says she in in the interview she goes, "There's people who should not be having babies," and I fully agree to that. Today, yes. there are people in this world that should not be having babies and it is frustrating. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, that is something that is still current. Yeah, and <laughs>
0: specifically day. says Elizabeth should not be having children. She shouldn't. Yeah.
1: And at this point, she's pregnant with her second kid. Right. <laughs> so Minnie uh, confronts Skeeter about what she's writing and she's telling her, like, this is dangerous. She shows up to Abelene's house when they're interviewing. She's like, what are you doing? Like, this is... You're going to get us all killed. This is so dangerous. Then in the same breath, she's like, well, yeah, I'm going to do it, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, like, storms out of the house, literally takes two seconds to think, and then comes back in. She's like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, and she starts telling her
1: her stories, and then Minnie goes, yeah, I'm going to find us some more maids. So, like, she's all in on <laughs> yeah. the drop of a hat, yet she totally, like, knows that this is not, not, not
0: going to end yeah. well for some people. I did find it interesting, again, obviously, for the sake of time, that both Abilene and Minnie did open up to Skeeter a lot quicker in the movie than they did right. in the book. Like the hesitation and that worry is way more prominent in the book.
1: Yeah. They're very standoffish at the beginning yeah. of both of their interviews. Mm-hmm. So the shine 3000, <laughs> there's no 3000 <laughs> at the back of it, but the Shinelator uh, is something that Skeeter's mom orders from New York. And it's so funny. I'm so glad they kept this in, in the movie. So it's like this hair thing because Skeeter has, like, this crazy kind of wild hair. Frizzy. Frizzy, yeah. And she's trying to get ready for her date with Stuart. What's different in the movie is that her mom knows about the date with Stuart. In the book, Skeeter keeps
0: that alone. Mm-hmm. She, or she does not tell her mom yeah, about it. She that. doesn't want her mom freaking out and trying to control every aspect of it, which she does in the book Right, or in the movie. <laughs> I know. Well, and I even try, because sometimes it's like,
1: you you know, you want to tell someone about it, but then it's like, okay, if it goes bad, like, I don't want... I don't want them coming back and being like, "So how was the date? Yeah. Have you talked to him?" And it's just like, so I, I get that, yeah. um, but I like that her mom knew about it and was helping her get ready for the mm-hmm. date. But this this later thing is like a huge hair
0: dryer yeah. octopus looking thing and. I feel like I need like the modern day version of that for my crazy. I think you need
1: the 1960s version of this. I don't know. (laughs) We should find it. Uh, But so she's getting ready for her date, but she ends up running late because she, she can't use her mom's car for whatever reason. So she ends up taking their old truck that has the tractor hooked up to it, which happens in the, in the book, which I was glad that they, Mm -hmm. they kept in the movie. She shows up looking, a hot mess. <laughs> Looking like she didn't even get ready. <laughs> no. And she was actually in the book, she was supposed to be going to Hilly's house to get red, fully ready. Mm. But I like how they did it in the in the movie for the sake of time. Uh, but she shows up. Uh, Stuart is completely sloshed. <laughs> just a train wreck. And <laughs> this is a little bit different uh, than it happened in the book. Skeeter at dinner basically calls him out on his BS, you know, and is just like, you're an idiot and yeah. leaves. Yeah, she leaves in the middle of dinner. And in the book, you know, she makes it all the way through dinner. She still calls him out on his BS, but they end up like staying at Hilly's house. Mm -hmm. They offer... For Skeeter to take him home, like it's very long and drawn out, not
0: necessary, right?
1: Yeah. So the next thing we see is Minnie and Celia back at their farmhouse, and Minnie is trying to teach her how to make fried chicken with Crisco. I don't think this happens in the book, but I love it. It does the fried chicken part, not the Crisco. Oh man, yeah, because I remember reading
0: it being like. I didn't know there were so many uses for Crisco. Oh, you're <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, Crisco. I mean, because you know, boyfriend Ray is Native American, and that's what his family cooks fry bread in is ah, is Crisco. No wonder it's so good. I know it's delicious. I still need to know how to figure out how to make it. Yeah, chop chop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's it's so great. We we see that Minnie and Celia's relationship is very different than most all of, than most maids. Yeah. But there's no mention about how Celia never leaves the house which is a very big part in the book. Mm-hmm. Celia is always there. She never leaves, which Minnie isn't accustomed to. Usually the women leave throughout the right. day. Um, and at one point she actually sits down with Minnie at the table and has lunch with her. She's like, I don't want to eat by myself. And She's like, this is not
0: normal. You don't, you're not supposed to sit with
1: me. <laughs> so, and, and this is where in the movie she tell Minnie tells her like, you need to tell Mr. Johnny about her. Like this is, this is not okay. And, she doesn't listen to her. She's
0: like, oh, yeah, I'll do it eventually. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so we get another uh, scene with Miss Stein and Skeeter. And this is where Miss Stein tells her that she needs more maids, that she has the two, which was different because she actually sent in the movie. She sends Abelene and mini stories Mm -hmm. to Miss
0: Stein and that doesn't happen in the book I think she only sends Abelene's story in the book
1: yeah so that was a little bit different but then she starts telling her like this is this you have something here Mm -hmm. but you just need more of it
0: well and she also explains like this is the most opportune time because of everything that's going on in the country and the uprising mm-hmm. that's happening with, you JFK. Know, with JFK and, you know, the civil rights movement. Like this is the time it's now or never.
1: Yeah. And, and after this conversation, Skeeter's very like, you know, she's down in the dumps. She's like, feels very defeated. And this is when El- Abelene actually tells her about that her son was killed and that this is why it's so important mm-hmm. to her is to tell this story for her son. And we don't get that really in the book. So I'm glad they added that to the movie to kind of bring it more together. And it really kind of reinvigorated Skeeter.
0: Yes. (laughs) I think at one point, Minnie even suggests like, why don't I just tell you a bunch of my different stories and we can just... Put new names on them and create new maids, essentially, right. for the book. And she's like, "No, if we're gonna do this, we gotta do this the right way." Right.
1: But I was also like, "Yeah, that would probably work." <laughs> right.
0: Who would <laughs> You're known? changing the names anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So now we're at a pool party uh, with Hilly and Skeeter and some of the other women in the book. Hilly ends up finding Skeeter's like satchel that she leaves behind at a league meeting. Mm-hmm. And at that time she finds like the law books and starts to catch on that Skeeter's up to something here. They do it at the pool party where Skeeter has her satchel. She doesn't leave it behind, but Hilly sees it yeah, in it's her like book.
0: Open and she kind of just like looks down. And yeah.
1: It. And so she's, and you know, And But it kind of plays out about the same way, Mm -hmm. just quicker. Uh, But she, you know, really confronts her, like, why do you have this? This is not what you should be worrying about. You should be worrying about the newsletter and putting my initiative in the newsletter. And, you know, it's just this back and forth between them that I kind of like that it wasn't this drawn out, like, oh my God, what is she going to say? Like, does she know? Like, it all just happened right there. Mm -hmm. So I like how they did it in the movie. In the same scene, Skeeter also asks May if she will do the interview as well. And at this point, May is still trying to get her sons into college. And she's like, it's too much of a risk. I can't do it. So (laughs) back to the newsletter, uh, we see Skeeter writing up the newsletter. They're talking about a coat. She's typing up this thing about a coat drive that they're doing and that people should drop off their old coats to Hilly's house. Mm -hmm. Well, instead she erases the word coats and puts commodes, which is another word for toilets at (laughs) Hilly's house. And, and then it just, they come back to it later, but we see that this newsletter is actually getting written. The next part we get is Stuart shows up to uh, Skeeter's house and he's trying to apologize for acting so dumb and And drunk and drunk and he actually says that Hilly told him to come over to apologize but in the book he's very much like I wanted to come by myself so I'm not sure why they added that but it yes. is what it is. Yeah. Uh, he said he wasn't ready to date, um, but that he really does like her and he likes the way that she speaks to him. Mm-hmm. Look, sometimes guys just need a woman who will tell them how it is. Oh,
0: talk back. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so he asks her out on a dinner um, that night. They don't go to a fancy dinner like they did in the book. Um, they end up going to an oyster bar, which... Why not? Oysters. Yeah. <laughs> and he says that he's re he's read all of the miss Myrna columns, uh, which doesn't happen in the book. And then he kisses her. And you know, the funny part is we don't get a whole lot about the relationship that they end up, you know, getting into like they did in the book. Right. There's a lot of back and forth between them in the book. They break up, they get back together, they break up, they get back together. Um, There's a whole
0: part of the book where they meet his parents and yeah. find out his backstory. Which I was
1: kind of sad they didn't keep in because I love that scene in yeah. the book of meeting his dad because his dad's kind of a jerk too. Yeah. But yeah, we don't get, and I, and I get it. The main focus of this of this story is the maids. Yeah. And I think that would have taken a lot out That's of right. it. So back to the newsletter (laughs) and Hilly and the toilets. (laughs) So how it goes down in the book, uh, Skeeter actually calls and is like, "Um, I'm going to be gone for a couple days. Like, don't worry about me, but I'm not going to be around. And we find out because Skeeter actually had a bunch of toilets delivered from the junkyard (laughs) to Hilly's lawn, which they don't say in the movie, Uh, in the movie, they just kind of have Abelene and Mae Mobley and Elizabeth all show up together to Hilly's house because mm-hmm. Hilly's screaming and you panicking. Know, panicking. And in the book, it happens a little bit differently. Elizabeth goes over there by herself. She goes into, into Hilly's house to kind of calm her down. Then May Mobley and Abelene show up and Mae Mobley ends up using the toilet. <laughs> in the lawn yes. and Elizabeth, her mom doesn't see that in the book, Yeah, in the book, in the movie, uh, Mae Mobley does it right in front of her mom and her mom just spanks the crap yeah. out of her. And it's yeah. so sad. And then, but we get another moment when Abelene is telling her you was kind, you was smart, you was important, which doesn't happen in the book at mm-hmm. that point, but I'm glad that they added yeah. it. So now Abelene is on the bus assumingly going home after work and the bus driver stops and says all colored people need to get off someone was shot and abling runs over to minnie's house they find out that a man named medgar evers was shot and killed by the kkk and that makes them even more nervous mm-hmm. to talk to skeeter it wasn't like a scene that i felt had to be in there but i felt like it really did add to the timeline of that era, yeah,
0: you and kind how, of got a feeling of how scared Aveline is, and like the paranoia starts to set in that like what they're doing could have really bad consequences. Yeah, for all like of this them.
1: man was shot in front of his children, right, in the lawn, which sounds familiar of what's happening in today's, today's world, world still. Yeah. So it's kind of trippy. Think reading this book and watching this movie, and unfortunately,
0: things are still happening like that. It just goes to show that as as much progression as we've had, we really. Which is so scary. Yeah. It's so scary. To
1: lighten the moon a little bit, the next scene we get is Minnie vacuuming this giant bear. <laughs> Celia's house. And I I love that they kept it in there in the book. We get a little bit of a backstory about it, but I just love that it was there and it was, it was a fun little aspect of it. And then while Minnie is cleaning the house, she realizes that Celia has locked herself into the bathroom in the movie. It's a little bit, or in the book, it was a little bit different. There was a point where Minnie thought she was getting fired Mm -hmm. and she comes back to find Celia in the bathroom. Here, she's not fired at all. Yeah. And Minnie actually ends up just busting down the door. And we find out that Celia ha- has had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. The book is so graphic about this yeah. scene. The whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, thank God they didn't keep that. Because she basically bursts this child In the, in the, the in in the book. And so it was really hard that they called the doctor. The doctor's a jerk, like this whole drawn out scene in the book. So I'm very happy how they did it in the, (laughs) in the movie, but they find out that, that Celia's had four miscarriages. And then we see her burying the babies in the backyard and then playing, planting rose bushes on Mm -hmm. top of it. So we know that there's a lot more to Celia at this point than her just being some, Airhead, <laughs> some ditzy, yeah.
0: I did. I appreciated that scene of her actually uh, burying her unborn yes, child. Yes, exactly.
1: So now Yule May is getting arrested. We find out that she was trying to pawn the ring that she found at Hilly's house and was caught because someone recognized the ring or something. Again, this is the scene that we don't get in the book, but they you know, bring to life in the movie. And we see that Skeeter was at a diner and the waiter's telling her like, you got to get over to Abelene's house. Like something's happening. And all of the maids are there when she shows up. So this happens a little bit different in the book. So In the book, they're at a prayer service at Abelene's house. Mm -hmm. The preacher's there, you know, they're saying prayers for Yulme and her family. They talk about how they're going to pay for her son's college so she can still send them to college. When when Skeeter shows up to her house in the movie, it's just the maids and they're all there to tell Skeeter that they're all ready to tell their stories Mm -hmm. now. That this is their tipping point and that, they're ready now. Yeah.
0: Which is such a powerful scene in the movie. It really was. I mean, it was nice to see that like they came together because it's getting more serious. The fact that Yule May was arrested for something that was so just not important, you know, no. clearly Hilly didn't care about that ring, but she made a point to get her arrested just because she right. could. Um, so it was nice to see these women come together for Yule May's sake. And for the sake of writing this book.
1: Yeah. And right off the bat, they start doing the interviews mm-hmm. Uh, in the book, it's like kind of like a long drawn out. Each night is a different maid. And then we see that Miss Stein needs this book in three weeks. And she tells Skeeter that she needs to include the story about her own maid. And you can see Skeeter like starting to panic a little bit.
0: (laughs) She knows there's clearly a story there, but no one will tell her. (laughs) Yeah. And in the book, there's a lot
1: more like anxiety about the deadline because the deadline keeps creeping up Mm -hmm. closer and closer in, in the book here. It's not as, you know, she knows when the deadline is and she should have just worked a little quicker. (laughs) So the next thing we get is another bridge club and it's so sad because Celia shows up and freaking Hilly tells everyone to hide. And it's so sad because she's just there. She, at this point, Celia doesn't know the mini pie story. Right. Nobody really does. But she brings a chocolate pie. They won't open the door. She
0: is in the bushes. And then she realizes, like, they don't want me. Yeah, they could care less. Like, it's so sad. You can She can clearly see that these women are trying to hide, doing a very poor job of it. Right. But she's basically like wow like I came all this way and they won't even open the door for me right it's a little different than the book in the book they actually do open up the door for her and they I think they sell her tickets to the, to benefit. the benefit yeah yep. um, so there is some interaction actually mm-hmm. that happens in the book but in the movie I feel like it hits even harder because it's like they want literally nothing to do with her
1: and then she goes back to Minnie at the house and she's like crying to Minnie and being like I don't understand why they don't like me and Minnie's like Because they think you're white trash. (laughs) And in the book, at this point, there's this whole scene of this naked man in their backyard. That's right. And like this naked man shows up and and then he's starting to get into the house and he's trying to attack them and Minnie goes out and starts attacking him gets hit in the face and Celia comes and like smacks him in the back with like yeah. a poker or whatever and they cut that entire scene out. I'm
0: kind of bummed. I thought that would have been interesting to see. I, know, I
1: thought so too but it didn't, I mean it didn't really do anything to the storyline. No, not at all. Just a fun little <laughs> weird scene. Exactly. Uh, so the next thing that happens is JFK is killed, which is another one of those little things they put in to really drive home what's happening mm-hmm. during this time frame of the story. All of the maids at this point are like, oh my God, our president just got shot. You know, look what we're doing. Like we are in trouble if we get caught. Mm-hmm. So Minnie offers up her quote unquote insurance <laughs> and it's the terrible awful. And she starts to tell the story about how <laughs> she... After she got fired from Hilly's house, she brought a chocolate pie over, and because she knows it's it's Hilly's favorite, and Hilly's sitting there, she eats two pies of it, two and yes, <laughs> yeah, she eats two pieces of it. She starts jawing back and forth with with Minnie, you know, mm-hmm. saying like, you know, if you if you want your job back, like I'm gonna cut your pay and all this stuff, and Minnie just looks at her and I, she's like. I don't want my job back. Yeah. I just like want you to like eat my shit <laughs> and <laughs> so great. and like the, the look on Hilly's face is just priceless. And then she realizes, Oh my God. Minnie pooped in this cake or in she's this pie. She's literally eating her shit. <laughs> she's literally eating it. And and her mom is there at this point. Her mom just starts laughing at her. It is the best thing ever. And in the in the movie, this is why Hilly sends her mom to the nursing home. Right. Because she laughed at her. And she's like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. Right. Because her mom is just like, you ate it. I know about <laughs> it. Like, that's disgusting. What Minnie is saying, she wants her to include this in the book. And she wants them to include it because she knows that if Miss Hilly sees that this story is in there, she's not going to want the other maids to know that that's her. Right. So when the book comes out, Hilly, who everyone listens to, will be like, no, this is not Jackson. This is not us. Yeah. There's no way. Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> exactly. So, and it actually ends up working. So it's a great, but it's like the most iconic scene. So great. <laughs> so Eat great. my shit. <laughs> So the African Children's Benefit, which is the most hypocritical thing in the entire world, no kidding, uh, is the next scene that we get, and we don't get the scene where Minnie's helping Celia get ready. Like any woman, like Celia's drinking while she's getting (laughs) (laughs) getting ready, you know, like we all do. Yeah. So we're at the benefit though, and Celia shows up in the sparkly pink dress, and you know exactly
0: what I pictured
1: it. Exactly, and all the men are looking, and it's so great. There's a silent auction with a bunch of pastry items including one of Minnie's chocolate pies, her famous her pie. Famous <laughs> chocolate pie. Remember at this point Celia still doesn't know about the chocolate pie story. Someone ends up bidding on this pie for Hilly and Hilly wins it. For some reason Celia feels like she needs to run up to her and congratulate her mm-hmm. about it. Hilly wants nothing to do with her. She ends up Ripping Hilly's dress on accident. It's this giant cringy
0: scene. Yes.
1: Celia's trying to tell her like, you know, Johnny didn't cheat on you with me. We were together after you broke up. And that's this why just, she thinks she hates her. Exactly. She doesn't realize
0: that's not why. So,
1: so it's this whole just messy scene. At this point, Hilly thinks that, Celia is the one that bought her that pie right. she knows and that story. she knows. And then all of a sudden Celia gets sick and throws up all over the floor and it's just so awful. And, <laughs> and then we've come to find out that Celia isn't the one that bought her the pie. Hilly's mom is actually the one that so bought great. her the pie. <laughs> it was so great. And you know, we got a little bit more of the
0: interaction with interaction between hilly and her mom at the end of the benefit yeah that's the scene i was talking about where they they extend the the dialogue there and it's way better in the movie
1: (laughs) and then we see celia you know she's trying to leave after the benefit you know the next day she's like i'm done i'm done trying like these women hate me you know, Johnny wants kids. I can't have kids. Like I'm just going to leave and go back to sugar ditch, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is where she's from. It's perfect for her. (laughs) And you know, Minnie sits her down and tells her the pie story and it played out exactly in my head how it was in the book. Like she's tell, she tells Celia the story and then Celia just sits there like wide eyed and I was like, thanks for telling me that <laughs> <laughs> like kind of confusing like, grossed how out does
0: anyone react to that
1: <laughs> <laughs> but now Celia knows and she feels a little bit better and decides you know she's gonna stick around and toughen it up yeah. she's gonna toughen up a little bit basically because Minnie tells her like if you leave Hilly wins mm-hmm. you know she beats both of us at that point right. so you're gonna give her what she wants so she decides to stay so the book that they were writing is finally done but Skeeter still needs to tell her story about Constantine and she doesn't know about it. So in the book, Abelene is actually the one that tells her the story. Yeah. She writes her a letter. She then Skeeter goes and confronts her mom about it. Well, in the movie, she actually just goes and confronts her mom about it. And her mom tells her, what happened. Mm -hmm. I will tell the story about how it happened in the movie. If you want to talk about how it happens in the book. It's very different. So in the movie, Skeeter's mom has a bunch of the women over from the DAR. Do you remember what the DAR stands for? I don't. (laughs) It's the Daughters of the American Revolution. Oh, that's right. The only reason I know that is because I watched all of Gilmore Girls and, (laughs) and her grandma is like, Part the president, of yeah, Got it. I do remember it <laughs> yes. from Gilmore Girls. They're, it's like this big party or whatever. But then they're like sitting down to like dinner, and Rachel shows up, and Rachel is Constantine's daughter. And in the movie, they know who Rachel is, but all the women at the at the table are like, "Are you going to let this black woman just walk into your house like she owns it?" Right. So Skeeter's mom is like, "You need to go out the back door. You're not supposed to be here until tomorrow. Go find your mom, like." you can't come through the door. (laughs) So Rachel's like, no, like, so she walks through the door and all of the women are like, are you, I cannot believe you're going to let her act like this. And Constantine, you know, comes in and she's like, I'll take her in the back. And, you know, Skeeter's mom's just basically like,
0: no, you both need to leave and fires Constantine and she leaves. She feels the pressure from the other ladies to basically be like, well, I need to stand my ground and show these women that like, I essentially own them, which is terrible. Yeah,
1: awful. And then we f- we do find out that Constantine moved back to Chicago with her daughter, Rachel, after this, and that she died once she got to
0: Chicago. Mm-hmm. Very different than what happens in the book. Yes. So in the book, Constantine actually ends up having a child who we find out that Constantine's dad was a white man. So for whatever reason, it skips a generation, and Constantine's daughter... Is born as a white person so like she for all intents and purposes looks like any of the other white women or white girls um so because of the shame and the embarrassment of you know essentially birthing a white child she puts the baby up for adoption and gets rid of the baby so cut to years later this scene rachel actually shows up seemingly as a white woman to this dar meeting Nobody is any w- wiser because they're like, oh, she's just some female. She even, you know, tries to sign up for the DAR. Yeah. Some lady helps her, all this stuff. Well, Miss Phelan walks into the uh, into the room and, like, somehow figures out that this is Rachel, Constantine's daughter, and she panics because she's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, if anybody finds out that this is her daughter, like, you know, I'm going to be in trouble, blah, blah, blah. So then the, the there's a giant scuffle between them. You know, everybody and essentially finds out who she is. Constantine comes in and, you know, the firing is the same as in Mm -hmm. the movie, but the reasoning is completely different. So it's very interesting to see the difference of in the book, these women thought that she was white and, you know, she was fine. And in the movie, because she was black, they immediately had a knee-jerk reaction to her coming into the house so very different very different ways of doing it i'm not sure why they changed it but it's
1: very it's just very
0: different yeah
1: you know and in the movie they i think at one point skeeter's like you know rachel you love rachel like rachel grew up with Mm -hmm. us so it's it's very i i I don't know I, i i did think in the book it was like maybe that did happen a lot back then but it seems so like could something like that have really happened? Like it was hard for me to visualize it. Um, So maybe that's why they did it, but I don't know. It was just very, very different. And I guess maybe for sake of time, but possibly. So Rachel, or so Skeeter finally now has, the story behind Constantine and she puts that in the book. Mm -hmm. And so now the book is published. Uh, They kept the white or the blue book cover with the white dove, as it is explained in the book. Um, They only print about a few thousand copies and each woman gets $41 in the movie in the book. They get $62, (laughs) which why, why change change it? Not sure why. But Mrs- <laughs> we get to see Mrs. Walters, Hilly's mom, reading the book in the nursing home. So great. It's so funny. And then she starts, she basically gets the part about Hilly eating the pie. And she realizes, oh my God, this is about Jackson. <laughs> this is about my daughter. And instead of just calling her daughter to tell her, she was like, oh, I've." she calls her and is like, I've read this really great book. I really think you should read it. Yeah, pick and it, it up. It's called The Help. <laughs> it's so funny in the book no one's really reading it and then there's like a big tv interview about someone reviewing the book mm-hmm. and that's how the book kind of blows up and more right. people are reading it uh, a little bit different in the book and in the movie in the movie it is called the help mm-hmm. in the book they just call it
0: help there's yeah, no the true. they drop the the
1: <laughs> so i'm not sure why but Who the knows? help
0: sounds better to me anyway well, yeah because that's what they were like they call them the help yeah so. it was
1: weird So the next part we see is Stuart breaking up with Skeeter because of the book. Mm -hmm. He's like, I can't believe that you would do something like this. Not tell me how's this going to make me look blah, blah, blah. And in the book, they had broken up a couple times and they were finally back together when the book is published and he proposes to her. Right. And before she says, yes, she's like, you might want to know something. And she tells him about the book and he ends up, you know breaking up with yeah. her and then we do get the in the book we have this big scene with her mom being very sick and yeah. and
0: everything which you know isn't portrayed in the movie yeah the one note uh i have about that Stuart interaction is uh in the movie he calls her a very selfish woman and she, i don't think it's mentioned in the book but i thought that was interesting that he's basically like because i felt like in the book he was like I get what you're doing and why you're doing it. I can't be involved. Whereas in the movie, it felt more like, how dare you do what you're doing? Like, can't, like, why would you even, basically having that Hilly mentality of the whole thing. So I didn't like that, you know, he called her selfish and all that.
1: What a jerk. Freaking Stuart. He's still cute though. (laughs) (laughs) So Hilly's reading the book and she finally gets the part of her part. Yes. And she sits up and she just screams and it was the scream I wanted. <laughs> and we start to see Hilly telling everyone, you know, that this book is not about Jackson. And what's different in the book is that before Hilly gets she kind of starts reading it here and there, doesn't get through through the whole thing mm-hmm. and to her part, she actually starts telling people that it is. Jackson, right. and it is about them. And then she gets
0: to her part yeah. and she's like, No, I take it all back. It's right. not about. <laughs> it's important to note that because in the book, when she does that, a few of the women start firing their maids because Hilly's is essentially saying, Yeah, this story is about you. So you might want to, you know, get rid of your maid, which is awful because these poor women, this is their livelihood. And she's essentially, you know, telling them goodbye.
1: Well, and I thought what was interesting, we didn't get much of any backlash.
0: In, In the, the movie. movie. Yeah.
1: Like they kind of cut all that other than abling. You know, you don't see any of the other maids yeah. getting fired, which I thought was kind of a bummer that they didn't include that.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't, it didn't feel realistic that there would be zero backlash. Yeah.
1: So Hilly shows up to Skeeter's house, just looking a hot mess, has this <laughs> giant cold sore. You know, she's just a wreck. At this point, she had just gotten a check from Celia for the benefit mm-hmm. <laughs> and the damage she did on her dress. And, you know, Celia knows about the pie. So she had sent her a check, you know, made out to two slice Hilly. That's so and funny. so she's just a disaster. And she starts accusing Skeeter of, you know, libel, mm-hmm. which we know because of Girl with the Dragon <laughs> Tattoo. I know what that <laughs> you know means all about, <laughs> And... She starts telling Skeeter she knows it was about Jackson because in Abelene's story, they left a part in about an L shaped scratch in Elizabeth's table. And so she's like, I can't believe that you would talk about Elizabeth like mm-hmm. this. And you know, she, she tells Skeeter she's going to go tell her mom and, and everything like <laughs> just
0: a brat.
1: Then Skeeter's mom comes out and is just like,
0: get out of here. So great. She, 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 she literally turns to her and she goes, looks like you've been eating a, a little too much pie. I know.
1: It was so, I love the whole scene. I'm glad they kept, yeah. I'm glad we got that. She in tells the movie. her to get her
0: raggedy ass off the porch. It's so great. She just
1: kicks her out. It's so great. Very different than in the book. Yeah. She doesn't do that in the book.
0: No, she she
1: tells her off a little bit, but not as, not, not as much as yeah. that. Uh, and then Skeeter gets a job in New York. Her mom... You know, her mom knows about the job. She wants to take her shopping. Um, In the book, it's a little bit... She's still trying to hide things from her yeah. mom a little bit. But they end up... You know, her mom tells her, like, thank you for bringing courage back to our family. And I love the dynamic between her and her mom in the movie mm-hmm. way better than in the book. Yeah, I agree. You know, and, and it, it kind of comes to the point where it's like, you know, you can feel like... You feel like her mom is feeling proud of her daughter because she wishes that's how she acted right you know she wishes she had the courage to do what she's doing mm-hmm. which i think you know i'm sure a lot of parents go through that totally where they get to the point where they're like i wish i could be more like my kids <laughs> i mean I, I mean i hope my mom <laughs> i don't know your mom's a saint <laughs> i don't know mama cress is the best
0: <laughs> this is also the uh the part where she tells her that she's essentially decided to live correct Yes. Yeah. yeah she's like, I'm not going to die. I'm going to yeah, live. She's, she's agreed that this cancer is not going to get the best of her and she's going to live. Yes. <laughs> Which I wish we could all agree to fight off cancer. Like, that. I know. That'd be great. I know. So
1: Mr. Johnny now shows up finally Yeah. <laughs> at the, at the, the foot household. And I loved this scene. Minnie's carrying groceries up in, <laughs> up to the house. And Mr. Johnny drives up and she starts to run off. She drops the groceries. She starts to run in panicking, <laughs> panicking, yelling for, for Celia. And this scene actually happens way earlier in the book. Mr. Johnny actually shows up like about halfway through the book. Yeah, And he's like, okay, I already knew that you guys aren't going to fool. You guys aren't fooling anybody. Like, I know that this is your cooking. Like I'm okay with this, mm-hmm. but don't tell Celia that I know. <laughs> so now Minnie's in this two part lie. So we didn't get that whole thing. I just, I, I love Mr. Johnny. He was so like understanding mm-hmm. and he just wants to love his wife, you know? And like, as long as, you know, his wife is happy, that's all he cares about. Mm-hmm. And he thinks, you know, he thanks Minnie for saving his wife, yeah. you know, and they go up to the house and there's this huge meal that Celia cooked for Minnie. And they sit down with her at the table and they basically tell her, you have a job for your entire life if you want it. Right. And it's just like this great moment of like, there are some good people, yeah. <laughs> you know? And we end up finding out that Minnie ended up leaving Elroy. Elroy. And- <laughs> Elroy. <laughs> His name should be Elroy. He's a jerk. I love that. <laughs> um, but in, what's different in the movie or in the book is that Minnie actually gets pregnant again.
0: Mm-hmm. In, the, in the
1: movie, she's not pregnant. Yeah. But the reason she got pregnant in the book is because Leroy does not,
0: uh, doesn't hit her when, when she's, she's pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. So, Which is so sad to think that like th- that's why she needed to get pregnant. Ugh. Or like in order to have her husband stop hitting her, she had to get pregnant. That's why she had like eight children. Right.
1: Uh, so happy ending for Minnie uh and then we see her at the church and she gets Abelene to come to the church and everyone is there from their congregation and they've signed a book to thank Abelene their book their book (laughs) yes (laughs) to just thank them for their courage and that they actually did this Mm -hmm. and they actually signed one for Skeeter as well and you know basically says she's part of this family if she needs anything which is so cute and they take that book up to Skeeter's household and she tells them about the job. And she says that she's not going to go. And I just love that. They're like, you don't have anything. Like, why wouldn't you take this job? Like, right. let me break it to you. You don't have any friends. Your mom is doing better. You're single. Never going to find a guy here. <laughs> you don't have a job here. Like those are Minnie and enabling are the friends that everybody needs. Yes. Keeping it real. <laughs> so, so then she does decide to go and, and, take the job. The final scene of the movie, uh, which is actually how pretty much it happens in the book is Abelene goes to Elizabeth's house to start her day and Hilly's there. And she accuses Abelene of stealing three pieces of silver from the benefit and we all know it's BS, she's saying that she's fired. She's telling Elizabeth, she's telling Abelene that Elizabeth is firing her and she's going to press charges
0: and just talking for Elizabeth. It's Another example of like, these women cannot stand up to Hilly.
1: No. And there was even at one point where Abelene's like, I didn't steal it. And Elizabeth's like, Hilly, like, come on. She's saying she doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. Hilly doesn't.
0: Yeah, this is Hilly's way of getting back at Abilene for this book.
1: Yeah. And what I did like in the movie is that you actually see Abilene stand up a little bit to mm-hmm. Hilly. At one point she knows I'm going to get fired anyway, you know? Yeah. And, and she said, go ahead and press charges. If you want, there's, I heard there's a lot of time to write my stories and I've been told I'm a pretty good writer, right. you know? And that's just like the dagger.
0: <laughs> I love that. She actually made a point to mention the book. Like, yes. Yes. I do have something to do with this book where you don't get that in the book. No, she's kind of more like reserved and she's like, whatever. Yeah.
1: And then we have to see the sad scene of her saying goodbye to Mae Mobley and her not wanting her to leave. And what I thought was important is that in that scene, we see Elizabeth seeing Abelene tell Mae Mobley, you were smart. You was important. You was kind. (laughs) And at that point, you can tell Elizabeth is like, Oh
0: God, like, what am I doing? Like this this woman had such an important impact on my child. And And now I have to take care of her. (laughs) Very different than the book. She doesn't see this in the book. No.
1: So I love that they put that in the movie, but Abelene ends up deciding to retire and that, you know, Mae Mobley was her last kid and she decides to start writing, Mm -hmm. you know, and that they said that there was always going to be a writer in the family. And she thinks that's going to be her now.
0: So, and that's kind of how the, that's how both stories end, the book and the movie. Yeah. Something to note specifically about the writing is in the book, Skeeter actually, when she's leaving to go f- to New York, she actually offers the job of Miss Myrna, the column, to Abelene. Oh, so yeah. So Abelene starts to write for the Miss Myrna column, which, you know, essentially means she's writing. and yeah. You know, so I thought that was weird that they didn't add that into the movie, but it's all the same. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was a little additive, yeah. a little nod. So do you believe that the movie stayed true to the
0: book? Yes and no. Uh, Yes, from the standpoint of you kind of got, you know, the plot line is essentially pretty consistent with the book. Uh, My biggest issue with the movie is that it's not focused on the maids as intensely as the book is. The book is essentially narrated by Skeeter, Minnie and Abelene and you get, you know, the backstories of all three of them and you really get the struggle from the maid's perspective in the book i didn't feel that in the movie i feel like i agree you know we even touched on it like they it was very like light-hearted in the way that they chose to portray this story in the movie for whatever reason you know maybe they didn't want it to be controversial who knows so for that reason i don't feel like it was like fully you didn't get the full impact of the book in the yeah. movie
1: yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. I do feel like there's, you know, the main part of the book, though, the main backstory of what it was about, I do feel like they accomplished yeah. that in the movie. Did they leave a lot out that I think that they probably could have focused more on? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But all in all, I think they did a great job. It was a, I still thought it was a great adaptation.
0: Yeah, I think if if this movie was to be created without being an adaptation it would have been perfectly fine Mm -hmm. for me it's because it was an adaptation and i missed that core deep meaning of it that's where i kind of it lost me but so would you buy the movie ticket or buy the book Mm, i'd have to go with the book on this one the book
1: is really good it is the book is really good but i am gonna give it to the movie Just because I loved that they were able to bring so many of the scenes to life Mm -hmm. that there was some, there was like just some moments where I was like, that they didn't hit on in the book that I was like, you know, like the Yule May getting arrested, the, Mm -hmm. the pie story. That's such a bit like I, the toy, you know, I just loved how that came to life. And that's my big thing of bringing those stories onto the big screen. So sure. I'm gonna, and and I just, I love the cast. I loved the fact that it was a little bit lighthearted. So sometimes I feel like these lighthearted movies that have a deeper meaning, it brings that conversation out a little bit more easily. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the movie more. That's fair. But I love the book
0: too. Both, I, both, I, I both were great. great. <laughs> yeah. Both were great. It's probably one of the harder decisions yeah. I had to make, but yeah, I think we're both right in the way yes. that we chose. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. Go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Boovy Girls. And you can also email us at theboovygirls at gmail.com.
1: So next time we are doing the devil all the time. I've never even heard of the book. Didn't never even heard of the story until Netflix just released that they are that this movie's coming out. And it's starring Tom Holland, which is one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. He's Spider-Man. So,
0: I'm excited. It's a thriller mystery, which I love. Yeah. So, I'm when you excited. when you texted me that we should add this to the list, I was like, I've never even I don't even know what this is about. So, no. I'm actually really excited to both read and watch this. We're movie. both going in blind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> which I actually like. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening and remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye.